Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Alma Assay, the Chief Innovation Officer for Integrion, an alternative legal services provider which recently acquired her company, Allegory, a cloud-based litigation management platform. Hi, Alma. How are you? Hi, Ari. I'm great. I'm super excited to be doing this podcast with you. I'm looking forward to it. So tell us about your background and your new role at Integrion. I was a litigator at Gibson Dunn in New York. Before that, I'd gone to NYU for law school and absolutely loved litigating. I actually just got asked a question in a meeting about my tech background and whether I had been in the legal industry before, and I had to let them know I am the same non-tech-savvy lawyer as most of the lawyers that I meet with who are just starting to get used to adopting new technologies. So I was through and through a litigator, Loved Gibson Dunn, the people I worked with, but just felt like there was this big challenge and that we could spend more of our time being lawyers if we had better technology and felt like it was going to take someone who felt the pain and understood the way that lawyers think and work. I mean, wasn't just trying to foist technology that wasn't built for them on them. So I left Gibson Dunn in 2012 to start Allegory and I've been doing that for the past few years and was very excited last fall when Integrion decided to acquire Allegory and I'm also excited to now be at Integrion working on innovation both with respect to Allegory and scaling that now that we can combine Allegory with the other services that Integrion offers but also looking at innovation from a higher level and how we can deliver the best innovative practices and technology to the industry as a whole. Can you share a bit about the highs and lows of starting a legal tech company and then having that company acquired? The high level, you know, what's really interesting is that very quickly you realize you can't have highs and lows. And that's both good and bad because they are so intense. So I've talked with other founders about this, how you kind of end up in this neutral place and these amazing things will happen. You know, you'll get a giant deal that is going to change the course of your company, and everyone around you is jumping up and down, and you're excited, of course, but it's, it's kind of a moderated excitement because you have to be at that even keel for the lows, which are also really intense. So when you think you're going to get this giant deal, and then sometimes the client decides to go another way, sometimes through no fault of your own, the case settles and suddenly that huge opportunity is just gone. That's an issue for all the litigation tech companies out there. And so to not get derailed and not just walk away and get so upset and frustrated, you have to learn to moderate the lows as well. And so you end up in this kind of middle place. You know, I would say the biggest highs are when allegory helps people. So it's not so much the big deals that were the biggest highs for me as a particular person or a particular case team talking to me about the way that Allegory helped them. That was my dream when I was envisioning this back in 2012 and when I was at Gibson Dunn. And so hearing those personal stories about how Allegory helped someone win a case or helped them in a key moment on the case or helped them 
sleep better at night because the work that they were doing was actual legal work instead of mind-numbingly searching for a document. Those are my favorite highs. And then the lows, there's so many things that can go wrong. And the worst is when, and it's not a particular thing, it's just things falling through. And all the more so when someone tells you, you know, absolutely, I'm going to help you, or this is a done deal, or yes, I'm going to invest in your company, and then they don't. And even if you understand logically all the reasons for it, it's just so hard hitting when you want to trust what people say, and then that falls through, or especially if they just disappear. Because you really have to, when building a company, be able to rely on the people around you. And you know that's why your team is so important. That's why finding the right investors is so important. And so getting used to the concept that people will say things, and then even if they're well-meaning, not follow through. I would say those were the moments that were the biggest lows for me. What was the process of deciding to leave a big firm and endeavor into the world of legal tech startups like? Not well thought out. I knew nothing about legal tech or startups or technology, really. When I left, I was admittedly naive about all of it, which may have been for the best because I just dove into the deep end, not knowing how deep it was. Make no mistake, I have no regrets. I feel so fortunate for the way that things have played out. But at the time, there wasn't even really a big legal tech community. I remember Dan Katz stopped by a booth we had at Legal Tech in New York very early on, and you know he was talking about reinvent law, and that was the first time I had ever heard anyone really talk about legal innovation in a broader way back in 2012, 2013. So I think it's amazing that there's such a robust legal tech community now and really a lot of support and a lot of examples to follow for lawyers interested in diving into this space. For people who are listening, is there anything that you would do differently, especially for those who are thinking of venturing out on their own? So many things. I would say one that sticks out just because it's very concrete, because no matter how good a plan you make, no matter how many people you meet, there are always just going to be unknowns and you you don't really know what you're getting yourself into when you make such a big leap. There was one thing, and I've told other entrepreneurs this, on the financial side, you kind of take for granted when you're a lawyer that you're financially stable. On paper, everything looks great. You can get any loan you want. Banks think you're amazing. You get credit card offers up to wazoo. Take advantage of all that while you can. As I I've told some people, the second your tax return is filed, once you become an entrepreneur, you're persona non grata to banks. And, you know, that may be different for different people in different situations. But for me, obviously, it was a big leap from a lawyer's salary to the beginning where I wasn't taking a salary. And I wished that I had opened up some personal lines of credit. I wished that I had gone ahead and gotten some extra credit cards because there was a point at which I needed some extra credit and suddenly the offers weren't there because I didn't have the financial backing. And I think that that's a really simple thing that just doesn't cross your mind until you're on the other side. Because if you're sitting there and you're a lawyer, you can get some extra lines of credit and you don't even have to use them if you don't need them, but at least you know they're there. It can get you that extra stretch because it is hard to raise money in legal tech. So sometimes if you can just get yourself over one extra hump, then you can get to that next level. Now that Allegory is a part of Integrion, how is the company incorporating the platform into its operations? 
Integrion wasn't previously a software company, but you know what's great about the management there is they see where the world is heading. And they know that they have to you know, not only use other people's technologies, but if they really want to distinguish themselves in the marketplace, they wanted to bring on not only Allegory, but partner with and potentially acquire down the line other technologies. And so across the company, everyone's been very open to it. And technology doesn't stand alone. It's the people and the processes behind it. And Integrant has a lot of amazing people and processes. So we've basically been adding Allegory as an extension of what they're already doing. And so we still are delivering clients Allegory as it is, but we're also combining Allegory with their e-discovery services. And so looking for other opportunities to partner with other services that they offer. Some of their best contract attorneys have been offered additional opportunities to work with our clients through Allegory. So these are people who have really stood out on the MDR side and now are being given the opportunity to work even more closely with clients, even deeper into the case through Allegory. So again, you know, it's just taking the same people and expanding their role into where Allegory is. On the management side, they see the opportunity for Allegory to open doors. People are tired of hearing about e-discovery. You know, and a lot of people already have their e-discovery providers. But when they hear about Allegory, they get really excited. And we knew that the market was shifting last fall and all of last year. Many law firms are now looking beyond e-discovery into litigation management and bringing in technology and processes to streamline the entire litigation management process. And that's being driven in part by clients as well. So everybody's focusing on this space all of a sudden. And so Integrion is one of the only companies that has a tool, that has a service, has people trained up to think about this area of litigation. So it's been a pretty seamless transition overall. What are your key priorities as the Chief Innovation Officer? Allegory is obviously near and dear to my heart. So one of my chief priorities is continuing to scale Allegory. We've already hired two more engineers. It's amazing how we're able to move faster now with more resources and take Allegory to the next level. We have a huge release coming in February with a new dashboard that gives everyone on the case a lot more insight into what's happening in the case and really delivers some additional direct value to the higher-ups like clients and partners where they can get a bird's-eye view of all the activity and it has some additional new functionality. So that side is obviously still a priority for me. In addition, getting to know all the people at Integrion, getting to know all the different services that they offer. I was just at a conference with them last week, you know, where there were presentations by the different service lines. It's really fascinating. They have a whole document services side that I didn't even know about when I just peripherally knew about Integrion. And so getting to know all those service lines and looking at ways that we can combine offerings to deliver law firms and to deliver corporations an entire solution that really covers all of their challenges. On the other side of that, my time has really been freed up to meet with potential clients and meet with current clients and really understand their needs and their challenges and not be so focused on the day-to-day of building a business, but rather diving into the pain that other people are feeling that might be a little different from the pain that I felt and coming back to Integrion with ideas of how we can branch out to solve that as well. What advancements in litigation management and even e-discovery do you foresee over the next few years? 
The biggest advancement that I'm seeing and that I think is coming very fast is the buy-in, championing, and engagement within law firms and corporations at a management level. So for years, we've had associates and paralegals and partners who want to use allegory, but it's been really on a case-by-case basis. And there's been this entire shift where now, you know, we're doing POCs with firms where this is a problem. They recognize it and they are going to solve it. And it is night and day because we have these partners within the firms or within the corporations who are advocating to bring in new technology, who are supportive of it. And and that's so critical because adopting new technology isn't just about making a sale. You have to get in there and you have to manage the change management process and make sure that people are actually using it to get the full benefit out of it. And by having these allies within the firms and within the corporations, it just completely changes the ballgame in terms of that change management process. So I think the same way that e-discovery hit this tipping point where management within firms and corporations had that buy-in and realized that this is a major issue that needs to be solved, and suddenly e-discovery blew up because you had to have technology, you had to have processes, you had to have people trained in it. I am finally seeing that shift on the litigation management side. So I think it will probably follow a very similar path to what happened in e-discovery. And we're finally at that tipping point, which is really exciting. Do you see opportunities changing for women in the legal community? And if so, how has legal tech impacted that shift? Absolutely. In every industry, we're seeing some awakening and opening of opportunities for women, and that's no different in legal. Obviously, there are still a lot of challenges, but I do think that there are so many outstanding women now in legal tech. Sometimes people think, well, lawyers aren't looking at the legal tech industry, but they are because they're seeing the people that come into their office every day to try to sell them legal tech, to try to work with them on developing better legal tech. And this is a lot of women now. And it's not just women at the top. It's also women working for various companies, whether they're led by men or women. And so what's happening is that there are just a lot more women in the room on both sides of the table. And I think it's a great example to set. It's going to help adoption of legal tech as well because you have different perspectives sometimes coming from men and women, and now there really is that female perspective being integrated into the legal tech environment, which then permeates how legal tech is being adopted within the firms and the impression that we're giving lawyers about what legal tech is about. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Alma Assay, the Chief Innovation Officer for Integrion, an alternative legal services provider which recently acquired her company Allegory, a cloud-based litigation management platform. Alma, congratulations and wishing you continued success. Thank you so much, Ari. I appreciate you doing this podcast with me. It was really good. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.